0: I don't know what my life would be like without it. I'm not talking about being an NFL player working in the league office. I just mean, like, what type
1: of person would I be had I not played football? Good evening, everyone. Mike Wobshaw with the Vikings Entertainment Network. You are listening to Skull Stories. What is Skull Stories? It's a new program that we are all very excited about, and you're going to hear it every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. during the regular season. At Skull Stories, we are going to go beyond the weekly grind of the NFL. We are going to transcend last week's outcome and next week's matchup. Our goal is to bring you, the listener, into a conversation with someone who has a profound place with the Vikings. Someone who their role with the team helped develop Vikings history, someone whom Vikings history can help Tell their stories. Yeah, we'll get into some X's and O's and what is hopefully a very exciting 2016 for the Minnesota Vikings, but this is about getting you to know better someone with a profound place in Vikings history and to help fans understand why so many gravitate toward this individual. Our debut guest of Skull Stories is none other than Matt Burke, one of Minnesota's own, a longtime Viking a Super Bowl champion with the Baltimore Ravens, a man who in his last career game in the NFL reached the pinnacle of the NFL. He won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, but he chose not to ride off into the sunset and to leave football behind. He chose to stick with the game that was such a big part of his life. Now he serves in a role with the NFL, so he's not playing and he's not coaching, but he still has an important place in the NFL We talked about that and much more with Matt back in the summer before the season began. Here's our conversation with Matt Burke. So many places to begin with our friend Matt Burke. So we're going to begin with the here and now. You're at Winter Park. Doing what? (laughs) I mean, what's going on for you here at Winter Park? This is a familiar place for you because you... Played here for so long, but you've gone lots of other places since then. So what are you, what are you doing back?
0: Well, I, I always look for excuses to try to come back here because uh, no, I do, I do, man. It's a uh, it's it's yes, nostalgic for me, and certainly a lot of things have changed, but a lot of things have stayed the same. Right. Uh, especially a lot of the people. Football personnel tends to turn over. Uh, there's still a few of those left, but uh, you know, people like yourself and uh, Bob Hagen and Tom West and Brad Matson, and yeah. you know, list goes on and on. And that I think that speaks to the. Uh, the quality of the organization but also why the vikings organization is quality because people stick around and uh you know we all know good people are hard to find but specifically came out here to uh also talk with some of the guys and with coach zimmer and and work on a side project i have which is which is called the hero within which is uh which is a program we're we're putting together for students and educators and just trying to inspire kids and and uh Kind of uh, wake up the the inner giant or the the hero that's yeah. within all of them, and just try to try to get them uh, try to get them on the path to for achievement and success.
1: I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, "Hey, I, I thought Matt worked in the league office. That has nothing to yeah. do with NFL football." But I bet you'll tell us that it actually does. Yeah,
0: I think it does. I mean, I guess if you ask me, what's the reason I work for the league, or you know, why do I why do I feel so strongly about football? Yeah, it's a great game and it's a great entertainment and. It goes f- further than that. It certainly brings people together like nothing else in our country. But ultimately, and I guess why I choose to, to uh, pursue a career in football is because I think football, I think it changes lives. I think it impacts lives for the better. Uh, anybody that's played, I think, understands that. There's just these, these values that are, that are baked into the game. I think that, uh, I think that they're uniquely American. And I think you can you can apply them to any walk of life, and I think anyone, especially young people. With so many young people in our country they're searching. I mean, it's it's hard it's hard growing up nowadays. You know, you're more likely than ever to be in a home without a father, mm-hmm. or with a, a father might be physically present, but he might be disconnected. Um, you know, public education certainly has its challenges. Uh, peer groups with all the social media. Uh, or you're receiving a lot more negative influence than you used to. So, I think it's I think it's hard being a kid, and so trying to take the game of football and take some of these things that are that are intrinsic to it and are good about it, and trying to take that to the masses. Uh, yeah. I think I think anybody can benefit from that.
1: What are some other projects that you're working on with your job? Because Vikings fans listening remember number seventy eight snapping to the quarterback but are you nine to five office guy and you stop at starbucks or caribou on your way in and or or, what do you do every day well yeah
0: you know uh you know right now uh actually was was in new york for two years you know getting on the train going into new york city manhattan park avenue wearing a suit and tie every day and um and looking good in it too, by the yeah, way. Well, nice and slim and, yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the suits. And I know, I know, why guys wear suits, or why that's sort of the, uh, you know, the, the business wear for men, or when we get dressed up. Because suits can hide a lot of <laughs> physical uh, shortcomings. There's no doubt. Uh, yeah, but now, uh, you know, with eight children, now uh, we decided that uh, you know the New York lifestyle just didn't fit us. So mm-hmm. uh, I told I told the commissioner that I couldn't stay in New York. That I had to do what's best for my family, moved to Florida. And, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised, but he totally was understood that, got that. Uh, and I was very fortunate that he thought that there were still other areas that I could add value in. And uh, so they let me work from Florida. Um, I, I do a lot of things, but uh, I, I really feel like I have the best of both worlds because I get to work on things that are NFL, but I also get to work on a lot of things that are youth and high school football related. Yeah. And to me, uh, you know, again, there's plenty of people helping out the NFL, and and it, it's great. I mean, it really is. But uh, I think that there's there, there's more work to be done, or more good to be done in the youth and high school levels. I just want to make sure that uh, that we're making the game as as good and as safe and as strong as it can be yeah. on those levels, because most kids ain't going to make it to the NFL, and that's and that's okay. Uh, most most people aren't going to make it to college, uh, but I think it's good for our for our young people, and ultimately good for our good for our country and our society if we have. Uh, if we have kids playing tackle football, and uh, but but that it has to be a it has to be done the right way, and and that and that's a lot about the about the coaches and 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 who's out there coaching these kids.
1: It's really awesome to hear you talk about it that way. And you know who else talks about it that way is your former head coach in Baltimore, John Harbaugh. You know he does a great job of speaking about the game in this way because you're right with certain issues floating around um, the league and sports in general. Um, A lot of people criticize, and a lot of times the negative, you know, negative people are louder, and so you think Mm -hmm. that they're more prevalent Mm -hmm. than they really are. Positive people aren't always as loud, but there's more good than there is bad about the game of football and what it can bring to our society.
0: Now Harb's has been a great natural ally in this in this mission. uh, I call it evangelizing football. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, I know I know Harb's pretty well, and so he was one of the first people I called when I when I took this on. Um, I mean, you're right. There's there, there there's so much good, and you could sit here and I could wear you out with facts about you know how football stacks up and is and is safer than things like uh, riding bikes or riding skateboards or girls soccer. It Doesn't matter. Right. I mean, the facts really don't matter. Uh, you know, to me, I, I just want to uh, I want to make sure people know both sides of the coin and know uh, you know football saved a lot of lives. In fact, it probably saved thousands or even millions of lives. Yes. I mean, for a lot of for a lot of kids, especially in our urban areas, it's, it's, it's the safest place they can be is on a football field. And yes. a lot of us who are blessed to, to grow up with, uh, with stability and, and, uh, and, and grow up with, with some sort of uh, financial wherewithal, uh, you know, we, we, we have to recognize that. I mean, safety is not an issue at those levels. We, we want to make sure that kids have the opportunities to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, they can be a part of something, they can be part of a football team, or they're going to go become part of a gang uh we wanted to choose football cause, for obvious reasons but um i you know, also I, I get to i get to talk to high school football coaches who i think they're just a special population you know they uh coaching high school football is not a job it's mm-hmm. it, it it's a higher calling it it's it's vocational and um those guys they do it because they want to help boys become men uh that that's what they're doing they're just using football as the tool and those guys are so full of of a of a of a wisdom uh, and and a common sense that, uh, that that I think we need more of in, yeah. in today's world. I was lucky because I didn't I didn't play football growing up. I Actually, had a bad experience as a youth football player. Revisited in high school, just kind of on a whim. Yeah. And you know, I don't know, I don't know what my life would be like without it. Uh, I'm not talking about being an NFL player, working in the league office. I just mean like, the, what type of person would I be had I not played football? Uh, I feel like some of the some of the lessons that I learned, you know, specifically uh, grit, uh, delayed gratification, mm-hmm. being accountable, caring about people. I mean, those things are those things going to serve me well as, as a husband, as a father, and then in whatever profession I, I, I choose to pursue. Yeah,
1: you know, you said caring about people. A lot of players come through here, and they come and they leave, and um, they're not forgotten. But there just are so many. I mean, the, you know, in the off season, there are ninety players. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're a guy that a lot of people. You mentioned a lot of a lot of names that are familiar to you when you come back here and you see them, Tom West and Bob Hagen and Brad Madsen. But a lot of those people would say, "Oh yeah, Matt Burke. You know, he's he's one of my favorites." So what yeah. what is it about you that got you to be that way, where you would make connections with Dennis Ryan and uh, with the training staff and with the PR guys? Why was that important yeah. to you as a player? You know, it it just it just is. I mean, that's just
0: who I am. You know, I was fortunate to be raised by two great hardworking parents, taught me about, uh, you know, work ethic and, and, uh, you know, basically if you can do something to help somebody else, you do it. And, Mm uh, you know, for me, it, it it comes kind of natural. I also feel like if you're going to spend as much time as you do and work as hard as we do, uh, at this, at this thing called football, um, yeah, you know, we get paid a lot of money, but that doesn't matter. I mean, when, when you're, when you're working hard and you might not be getting the results that that you you're not getting the ones you you want, none of that matters. Uh, you know, it it what what matters is 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 who you're with um on, on a day to day basis. I mean that really sustained me as a player and you know guys like Dennis and Bob and Tom and Brad and yeah I mean I can go down the list. Yeah. You know seeing those guys every day, um you know knowing they cared about me and I cared about them and that we were in this together, um. I mean that made me a better player because I didn't want to let those guys down, and they're as much a part of the organization as any player. Um, but it made me a better person too, and just um, just grateful to be around you know people like that. And like uh, I, I tell young people all the time, you know, one of the most important decisions you're going to make is is who you choose to hang out with. I mean, you, know, you have time and you can spend time with essentially whoever you want. You know, who are you going to be drawn to? And I've always tried to. Or I guess I don't know if I've tried to do it. It's just happened. But try to be uh, hang around people and drawn to people that that make me better. And uh, you know, there's a lot of those people in this building, and and that's why it was it was such a great place to come yeah. to
1: work for for 11 years. Outstanding stuff from Matt Burke so far. Evangelizing football, as he terms it, a great way to put it for Matt Burke and a mission for him that is contrary to what the rhetoric is, to what the narrative is around pro football in many aspects. More great stuff to come, including some of his favorite Vikings memories after this short break. Welcome back. You're listening to Skull Stories and I'm your host, Mike Wapshaw. More from Matt Burke to come. First though, a programming note. Vikings country is back. Join host Mike Musman along with Vikings Pro Bowl defensive end Everson Griffin this Thursday at 5.30 p.m. at the Ground Round in Waconia. You could win great prizes, including tickets in the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for full schedule and locations. All right, let's get back to more from Matt that's matt burke former Vikings super bowl champion now working with the nfl we had a conversation with him earlier in the summer let's talk about some vikings memories with mr burke we talked about um john harbaugh earlier in our conversation you won a super bowl with coach harbaugh yeah what was that like
0: you know it was it was unreal i mean you never know how this thing's gonna go i and I would go back I say I never planned on really leaving the Vikings mm-hmm. but uh you know there's was, it wasn't exactly harmonious at the time I became a free agent and I thought well I'll go out to Baltimore and just you know kick the tires and yeah I don't know anything about John Harbaugh really but and maybe you see it now cuz he's been around a long time but Harbaugh's a special kind of guy and you know when he told me just how he approaches his football team and how what kind of team he wants to build I just it just lined up exactly with 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 my philosophy and I thought, you know, I don't know if I have one or two or three more years left, but you know, I'm gonna kinda go down swinging and and, and this is the guy that, that I that I want to play for. Um you know, to win the Super Bowl, I don't know how you put it into words, but I guess the, the thing that was most surprising, yeah, you know, that game came down to the very end. And they the forty ers had fourth and goal on the five. We were up five points and uh it was kinda this was it. And I remember sort of having that moment on the sidelines, it's like, all right, you know, I've been doing this for fortunate enough to do this for 15 years. This this one play, if they complete a pass, they I'm, win. Yeah. And and if we stop them, we win. You know, should I feel any differently about myself depending on the outcome of this game? Or this play. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, because everything right. else up to that point had been exactly the same except one play that right. I had no influence over. Um, and so I'm telling myself, you know, really, you know, you you have to, you have to just. Feel the same way regardless of the outcome. You know, you put the work in. We always talk about focus on the process, not the, not the product, not the outcome. And I don't know. I was trying to stay sane. It's it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, now I'm certainly glad that the ball fell incomplete. Um, but that's what I tell people. You know, is like especially young people. You can't focus on the outcome because that 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 wouldn't have defined me. That might have defined me in other people's eyes, but 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 it didn't to me. The one thing about winning a Super Bowl, which I say and and, and I would say this certainly it'd probably been better to win it with the Vikings because of uh, because of growing up here yeah. and having more invested here and uh, the, the fan base and knowing how hungry they are for it. But when the Vikings do win a Super Bowl, this is what I told Mark and Ziggy when they called me afterwards, was that you have this bond with the fans as a player. You appreciate the fans, but I think a little bit you take it for granted because you just go out there on Sundays, you know people are going to show up. When you win the Super Bowl and you're going around town or you have the parade or you're it's almost like you do the bond with the fans uh it 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 becomes more intense it's almost like we did it like I think yeah. that's as a player the I really felt a lot of gratitude I'm just so thankful uh the fans were there you think as a player and how you but I, I think it is it's it's as a fan you don't have any control and, and I'm a fan of other things, too. And it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to watch your team struggling. You get yeah. so mad. You get so frustrated. You might have less invested, but it's, it's hard. And so that was that was a really cool thing. And, and I, I, I told that to Mark and Ziggy that, man, when you guys do win one, when the Vikings do win one, it it's, it's, it's just takes that relationship to another level. Yeah.
1: You know, you go into the locker room and you're with your teammates. You're on the plane with your teammates. But at some point in time, you're alone. Was there a point? I mean, did you cry? ever uh
0: did i cry about the super bowl yeah i don't think i cried um but you know that feeling when my family ran onto the field and i my wife my mom my dad some friends four of my kids i could see them there during the game they were sitting right next to walter Payton's widow connie wow and her kids who i knew i knew them and so we, we won, celebrate. I ran over there to grab them. They don't tell you, like, all right, guys, now if we win, this is how it's going to go. And you don't want to ask those questions. Right. You don't want to – you're not thinking about anything. And I ran over there to get them, and I couldn't find them. And I remember Connie Payton was pointing. They went over there. They were. over there. And I remember when I saw them run onto the field. That's when it – also, too, you know, really the gratitude that I felt towards them, all of them, yeah. uh, for, for the support over the years. And, yeah. you know, that, that, I mean, that's, that's just a great – that's a great family moment to to share that, uh, you know, not everybody gets or that's not, that's not guaranteed. And so after that game on the field, the press conference, the playing right, I was just trying to soak it all in because, yeah, you know, I knew it was probably never going to happen again. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just really thinking about being, being in that moment. I think as a player and as people, we always think about, you know, the end result and we want to, you, you, we're thinking about the past. We're thinking about the future, how, how, little time we actually spend in the moment and just just experiencing it and uh and that's what I was trying to do. I don't think I cried though. Yeah. I don't know. My probably my wife probably like, yeah, you didn't, you know, I'm not a I'm not necessarily a a crier. Or at that well, point I wasn't. A it little doesn't, bit more now.
1: It doesn't mean you lack the emotion that yeah. leads to crying. <laughs> it just you. means Thank that you. that you um you know you give that emotion in a yeah. different way. That's all. Yeah.
0: I think what you say is like when did it become real? Like when did I realize yeah. It's tough to say, I mean, almost now, like I look back on it, I still haven't watched the tape uh yeah. for that game because I feel like once I do, then it's over, and I'm probably getting close to doing it, but yeah, I look back on it now. I mean my my whole career, it almost seems like it was like a different life i you know, I don't know why, but I'm sitting in the car, or I'm you know my kid's soccer game or whatever, and it's like it doesn't even feel like that was that was me right, I, I don't know i I needs need someone smarter than me to try to put it all into words. Who,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, there aren't many smarter than no, you who put it into plenty, words. But plenty. quickly, before we go, what do you remember about your days as a Viking? What What are some things that pop up right away that you remember about, you know, your playing days here? You know, 98, not even knowing what was
0: going on. I mean, yeah. coming from Harvard, thinking hey, six months before I got drafted from the Vikings, I thought I'd you know be sitting on in New York at some desk looking at numbers, and here right. I am, we're uh, Drafted by the Vikings and one of the most prolific offense ever. It was just one of those magical years. There's Hall of Famers all over the locker rooms. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Um. You know that was like I didn't even deserve that.
1: Playing for your your hometown. Playing team. for hometown. Yeah. yeah. It was just yeah. It
0: was stupid. Uh, <laughs> for me during the whole time we had such great guys on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we never had a group of what I call them turds. You know, guys mm-hmm. who are just in it for themselves or don't want to work or whatever. Great guys. People always ask me who are your favorite teammates and. I said, well, there people you 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 know. There might not be household names. You might not have heard of them. If, if you're not a Vikings fan, you probably have them, like a Corey Withrow, yeah. Chris Lewinsky, Mike Rosenthal, Adam Goldberg. I mean, we had so much fun and we worked so hard. And what I mean, after the Stuicy McDaniel, Christie Stringer era, which was just you know, right. those guys were so good. Our room was not a bunch of talented guys, but we we really um, we really willed ourselves into being a good unit and uh because we cared about each other we you know we were accountable and and that's a that was a special special room but i just tell people my my favorite memory nice beautiful autumn day in minnesota and we have a noon kickoff so we're done at three three thirty three forty five go out into the i used to park across the street so i'd give my parents the the parking pass in the lot and uh, i'd come out and they would have a you know a tailgate and it was just kind of come one come all whatever and you could sit out there in the afternoon and Just, you know, have some food, have a beverage, and there might be, you know, 100 or 200 people. You kind of never knew who was going to show up. But having the opportunity to play, I was in the right place at the right time. But what made it really special was to be able to share the experience with the people that that loved me the most and and helped me get there. And that's what was so great about playing for the bike.
1: Well, it's fun to do this, but I think we we should probably let you go because you're so
0: busy. Well, I'm so busy, yes. Thank you for pointing that out. So busy. Uh, No, this was a... uh, a pleasure and uh, feel very blessed to to be able to wear this uniform for 11 years so happy to happy to talk about it anytime yeah, good to have
1: you here all right Matt we'll catch up with you later. Thanks Mike there you have it Matt Burke always has been one of my favorite Vikings that I've worked with in my time with the team, and I think after listening to him for roughly a half an hour, hopefully you can see why and that's the sort of thing you're going to hear from skull stories the rest of of this season name a big time personality in vikings history and you will hear from him right here on skull stories every tuesday night during the regular season at 6 30 next week stories of what it was like to be an intricate member of the group of people that helped build u.s bank stadium that's going to be next week from the vikings entertainment network on behalf of producer nate vaughn I'm Mike Wildschall. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.